time for a space story. I don't know if you saw the 60 Minutes piece last night on UFOs. Uh, if you're into this sort of thing, you should check it out. All about the discussion that we had a little over a week ago now. And the definite impression is it leaves, there's something out there. We don't know what it is. We don't know where it comes from. And that's the whole point. They truly are unidentified flying objects. It's a very, very cool story. We're going to be talking about another very cool story, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm in over my head on this one. We're talking about space maps, huge, massive maps of our huge, massive universe. Joining us now to explain some of this is Will Percival, who is the director of the Waterloo Center for Astrophysics at the University of Waterloo in Ontario. He's also an associate member of the Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics. Will, thank you for joining us this morning. I appreciate your time. Uh, you're very welcome. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, okay. Now, I'm just in preparing to speak to you this morning, um, my head started to hurt. I, I, I really need your help to make me understand what we're talking about here. First of all, mapping the universe is basically what you've been working on for some time now. How, how can you even map the universe? Do we even know how big the universe is? So uh, that's a really interesting question. So we don't know how big the universe is but we know how big the patch of it we can see is. Okay. Because the, the universe all started in a Big Bang about 14 billion years ago. And so if you think that when we see a distant object, we see it as it was in the past because the light has taken some time to reach us. If you go back to the point where the light set off 14 billion years ago and has just been traveling to us since then, that's as far as we can see. And we see the universe as it was back just, just after the Big Bang. So that, you can think of it, defines a sphere around us, okay. which is the edge of the observable universe. And there's no way we could even guess what fraction or percentage of the entire universe that is, right? There, we, we, those numbers, we, we, we can't contemplate that. No. No. What we do know is that towards the edge of the universe, the universe looks very similar to what it does in the middle of that sphere, if you like. Okay. And therefore, there's no evidence that it's changing dramatically just outside the region we can see. Okay. Now, when you talk about mapping um, our known uh, region of the universe, wh- when you're mapping it, is that like star locations, planets, things like that? Like, what exactly are on these maps? Okay, that's a, that's another excellent question. Um, so, we, we stars are, are kind of like too small for us to see in distant um, in, in these distances that we want to map. Okay. But stars are concentrated into galaxies. So each galaxy contains about a billion stars. And there are billions of billions of these galaxies in the universe. So it's actually the galaxies that we use to pinpoint structure in the universe. And it's the galaxies that we map out. Gotcha. Okay, now, uh, this is the part that I'm having a hard time understanding. Because you're, you're mapping actual physical structures, but kind of not. Because as you said... Some of these lights, or I guess that's a light source, that you are mapping may not be there anymore, correct? I mean, the, the, that light could have left whatever that light source was 10 billion years ago, and it, or however long it took to get to Earth, and whatever made that light is no longer there. Is that true? Uh, it's no longer there in the form that it was when the light set off. Yes, we can actually, we know how long the light's taken to, um, to get to us, so we can say, ah, the light from that galaxy, that set off in the Stone Age, or the light from that galaxy, that set off from, you know, when dinosaurs were on the Earth. Right. Or we can say the light from that galaxy, that set off before the Earth was even formed. 
okay, why? Why do we need to map the universe? What, what, what's the benefit to doing this? Okay, so, uh, so I'm an observational cosmologist. I'm interested in the overall properties of the universe, its density, how much matter there is in it, the form of that matter. And what we have at the moment is a big mystery, a big problem in physics when we look on the largest scales in the universe, and we find that the universe is actually accelerating in its expansion. Now, if, if you, you know, think of the universe as being driven by gravity acting on matter, then after the Big Bang, you think, you know, naturally gravity is pulling material closer and closer together. So you might naturally think that the expansion of the universe is decelerating. Gradually, material should be falling together. But what we find is that actually it's accelerating. Stuff in the universe is getting further and further apart more rapidly as time passes. And we have no idea what the physics is behind this. We don't know why it's happening. Okay, we don't know why it's happening. Do we know what that may mean? Is there going to be a consequence to that? Um, there's a big consequence for the uh, the universe. Uh, we now think that the, the fate of the universe is that all of the material in it will gradually get further and further apart. Um, and, and basically, you know, we'll see fewer and fewer galaxies in the sky. And gradually, it's just a sort of cold death of the universe. It's not going to happen for a very long time. Uh, we don't have so. to worry about it this weekend. No, no. Um, but but what, what the, the big question is, what is the physics that's driving this accelerated expansion? It, the analogy I like to say is that it's kind of like um, seeing the, the first signs of electricity. You can see sparks, you can see shocks, but if you don't have that physical theory for what's actually causing it, it looks just like magic. At the moment, we've seen one of these phenomena. We've seen something that we don't have a physical explanation for, We've, we've obviously given it a name. We call it dark energy, okay. but we just don't know the physics, and that means it's kind of like magic at the moment. But dark energy is whatever this force is that is causing the expansion of our universe. But to accelerate, yes. The okay. Accelerated expansion, yeah. Okay, couple of and questions. So, oh, Go yeah, ahead. Carry on. Oh, I, was, I was just going to say that the reason we map the galaxies then is to actually see this accelerated expansion because we, as we map the galaxies, we're looking back in time, we see the universe evolve and we can see it accelerating its expansion. And the more data we get on that, the, the you know, more constrained the physics is for what could possibly be driving. Them. Okay, okay. Um, it's speeding up. You know that, right? Yep. What kind of tools i mean how, how how can you guys possibly do this what kind of technology how do you go about starting down this process okay so uh, i um i have to tell you a story i was once on a, a plane going observing at a telescope and i was discussing as you do with the person sat next to me you know what we did while we were traveling and i said i was going out to do these observations of the universe and they were like oh do you have your telescope with us with you in the hold and I'm like, no. <laughs> so the, the telescopes we use, they're actually the size of sort of like an office block. They have me, um, di um, primary mirrors okay. that are many meters across from, you know, three meters to all the way up to 10 meters across as the mirror that they use. And um, with these telescopes, what we do is we observe the angular positions of the galaxies. And then we get the spectra of the light from the galaxies and from that, we can translate into a distance to the galaxies, and then we get our three-dimensional maps. 
So cool. Okay, some questions from listeners that I think are really good that I, I have the same questions. Um, people are saying, okay, if, if our universe is expanding outward, where is it going? And wouldn't that mean that other galaxies are moving closer? Or are they also moving away from us? Are we taking over different territory? The expansion of the universe, is it uniform right across the universe? Um, if we look on the largest scales, then yes, we do see the expansion to be very uniform in the sense that we see galaxies moving away from us, any other galaxy in the universe would also see galaxies moving away from it. So you've, perhaps the analogy, or the best analogy here, is thinking about a balloon being blown up, yeah. and then thinking about spots on that balloon. They're all moving further apart from each other, and that is you know, just the way that the expansion happens. Now, your brain's going to start in a minute, start to hurt in a minute because you've got to think about this. <laughs> no, so far so good. That balloon thing was and, awesome. I can visualize okay. that. Good, good. Now you've got to think about it in three dimensions and thinking about three-dimensional space expanding. The, the difficulty with the balloon analogy is that people start to ask, well, what's the balloon expanding into? Where did the balloon start from? And that's where the analogy breaks down because space is actually being formed between the galaxies, it's like the universe gets bigger and bigger yeah. as it goes along in itself. And therefore, it, it's not a idea of it expanding into something. It just is, and it is expanding. Just accept it. Don't question it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one last one before I let you go. You mentioned edge of the universe earlier, and one of our listeners saying, well, where are we? Are we on the edge? Are we in the middle? How do we know? Is, is it possible to know where we are situated within the universe? Within the whole universe, no, but within the observable universe, yes. And okay. we just call the observable universe the patch we can see. And obviously we're in the middle of that because we can see in all directions around us. But we have no idea how far the universe expands in any of those directions. Well, this is fantastic. We should do like a monthly space segment because you wouldn't believe the number of questions I have from listeners, just general space questions. People are fascinated by this, and uh, you do a great job of explaining it. I really appreciate your time today. Sure. I'm happy to come back whenever. Okay. okay. We'll do that. Thanks, Will. Um, I, 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 it's so cool to talk about this stuff. I don't think I understand it any better. I think maybe I do. I had him with the balloon thing for a second, and then he went and blew that up on me. So um, trying to contemplate these these questions and and these realities that are there is just uh it's fun it's really really fun and uh a lot of you on the text line uh Wazi says the only thing expanding right now is my head this stuff is fascinating don says hi shay it's nice to understand the universe however the human race won't last long enough for it to matter uh could be cole says good grief my head hurts trying to understand this universe um, another listener says, uh, I love how I can randomly tune into the show and discover segments like this out of the blue mapping the universe. Not what I expected when I tuned in, but I am presently surprised. Great guest. Ron says, OMG, such a cool guest. It is cool. It's cool stuff. And, uh, it's fun to go down that rabbit hole sometimes, but, uh, we should have Will back. We should have like a space segment because somebody wants, just give me a dumbed down version of space time. Yeah, I'm for, I'm for that. That would be great. And I bet you Will could do it.